Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's prime time with Alex Stein. And you know this week is D-Transition Week. So what we're going to do tonight is I'm going to sing a song that's going to heal all of those people that may have got a mastectomy or may have cut off their genitals to get that gender reassignment surgery because they wanted that vagina. And trust me, I love vagina. I know how you feel. But cutting your wiener off is not the answer. So... I wrote this song for you. Prime time, 99. And it's the transition week. Don't be a freak. Keep your penis in your pants. If you're feeling sad, do a dance. That'll help your hormones. Don't take a needle in the arm. Go take a walk on a farm. Detransition is the way. Don't cut off your penis today. Keep your boobs in your bra. Don't cut off your dick or your balls. I don't want you to lose your penis. I know it sounds heinous to cut it off. Then you feel like a cloth. Cause it's smooth down there. But it is a wound that you have to dilate. And I'm in the Lone Star State. Cut that wound wide open. Spread those legs. Looks like scrambled eggs. That's not a vagina. I don't care if you love China. This isn't about that. It's keeping those balls inside. Don't like it? Keep it back in your pants. Do a little dance. Try to find a little romance. It's okay if you're gay. Just don't cut your penis off today. It's okay if you're gay. Don't cut your penis today. It's okay if you're gay. Don't give up a sex to me today. It's okay what you are. Your titties aren't going far. If you cut them off, won't grow back. Cause your dick, you won't have a sack. And then you're high on crack. Hunter Biden wants you to cut up your boobs. Those are noobs. I like when you say blues to me. Blues, clues. And you know I'm feeling great. Don't mastectomate your titties today. It's okay if you're gay. Just don't get a mastectomy. I don't want you to lose your genitalia. And you know I already tell you, I say it every day. It's okay if you're gay. Just don't cut your penis off today. Don't cut it off. Keep it in your pants. If you're feeling sad, do a dance. Prime time, 99. Teachers this shin week. Don't be a freak. Be rich like a sheik. Don't be a freak, rich like a sheep. And you know I'm Arabian, and I'm feeling so crazy Asian. Rich, don't be a bitch, keep your dick. Don't cut off that shit, keep it in your pants. I'm Primetime99, welcome to D-Transition Week. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. And we have an incredible show for you this evening. First off, we have uh, the focus of this week is to bring awareness to the detransitioners that thought that they were making the right decision when they chose to get a mastectomy or they chose to get gender reassignment surgery or they chose to actually change their appearance to make them look like a small Korean boy. And that sounds crazy, but actually one of our guests did that. So we're going to bring awareness to 
there's a serious mental health problem, gender dysphoria. So we're going to have guys that have been a victim of that, uh, the gender, gender dysphoria mafia, I like to call it. So we're going to have Ollie London on as well as uh, Matt Ray. And then we got CJ Pearson. But the most important guest that we have, the most important guest we brought back from the dead, the king of pop himself, Michael Jackson. Welcome to the show, Michael. Wow. Michael. Person. So nice to meet you. Michael, it's so nice to talk to you too. I feel like when you talk, I want to I want to kind of talk like you. You seem nervous. You seem a little edgy. Is it okay? I, I just haven't been on camera in a, in a really long time. Where have you been, Michael? We've missed you so much. I've been Epstein's Island. You've been on Epstein's Island hiding? What? It's a difficult place. It's a it's a uh, I had to disguise myself. I had to disguise myself as a little boy. <laughs> Why? Just to, just to get by. When the, when the government, when the feds found out about everything, I, I, had to, I had to change. I had to be something else. I had to do something else. I had to get away from it all. <laughs> wow, Michael! Oh my gosh, Michael Jackson is here! And we just want you to know that Michael Jackson was innocent. Michael Jackson was actually investigated by the FBI for over 19 years, and they never found any evidence of any child pornography whatsoever. So please, can you set the record straight, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> I, I never did any of that stuff. It was all a lie by the feds because they weren't happy that I was trying to, to cover up what I did on Epstein's Island. So they told me that, that <laughs> they were going to frame me if I didn't tell, if I didn't take the blame for everything. What? They were going to frame you, Mike? And they did. They got away with it. Oh, my gosh. And, guys, we have to thank Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson was the first person to tell us about the fake news and how they lie and how they manipulate their audience into making them feel some sort of emotional way and in a negative emotional way. So, really, how do we fight the fake news media, Mike? I really, I really don't have the answer to that, honestly, because uh, I just feel like it's all fake. It's all fake. All of it. The whole media. What? Everything. everything. Don't, don't. Not Don Lemon. Don Lemon's not fake. Especially he's fake. Don Lemon's Especially. fake? Oh, you have to be careful about those. But he's gay. If you're no, gay, no. no. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. Wow, Michael. We have Michael Jackson. Make sure if you want to say something to Michael Jackson, speak up in the chat. We'll check some super chats and we'll see, you know, how Michael's feeling because I know a lot of you want to communicate with the king of pops. So Alex, Alex. Mom? Yes, Alex, Mom? Alex, I just wanted to say I am so thankful you brought up Michael Jackson because you don't remember, but when, when you were three years old, he would babysit you for free. What? Mom, you were such a good mom. You would put me with Michael Jackson as a young baby. I'm so thankful. So this isn't the first time that I met Michael. Yeah, he wouldn't charge anything. He was like, I do it for free. I love little Alex so hard, so much. And you love me so hard. So what do you say about this, Mike? Were you really my babysitter? Oh, oh, oh. I, I don't, I don't really remember. 
remember that, but I do remember you were you were a heavy sleeper. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was a heavy sleeper. I remember. Now I'm actually getting some memories, Mom. That's when I drank all that Coca-Cola with wine in it. Is that that time that I did all that? It was. Oh, my oh Michael just told me that was your sleepy juice. Yeah, my sleepy juice. It was so good, and then I woke up and my pants were at my ankles, and I was so free and I was so comfortable because I remember there were satin sheets, really high-quality satin sheets. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. They I were, always liked the the high-quality kind. Yeah. Wow! Oh my God, Mom, you're bringing back so many memories. I feel like I might have, you know, tried to block that out because maybe it was traumatic. But now looking back, it was probably the greatest thing that ever happened to me, getting to spend the night and, and being babysat by the King of Pop himself, Michael. Wow! Yeah, no, it was great. It was really great. I I really enjoyed it. There was more than just you know wine and Coca Cola. And Everything was consensual you know? though. Everything oh, yeah, was 100 consensual. For sure, for sure. Yes, uh, I did like to. To smell your hair a little bit. This That's fine. Bit. You can smell it anytime. Oh my god! Oh, that's just how I remember it. <laughs> well, actually, before I go, Michael, uh, Alex's wife's boyfriend is actually expecting, so maybe you can babysit they them as well. Yeah, my baby's non-binary. Would you be willing to babysit oh, I'm so my baby? I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Let me see your baby. I love the children. I really love the children. Oh, as They're soon so as it comes out of my wife's womb, oh. I'm going to bring you the baby. And oh, you can, can do I it. please? please? You I can have I the baby. The baby. Oh, we're going to oh. give you the baby, Michael. We're going to give you the baby. Oh, can I, can I sleep with this? Oh, you can sleep and nap with no, the baby. It, it would just, no, it, nothing weird would happen. No, of course just, not. Just, this is king of pop. That's how I heal from my trauma. Alex, I've got to go, but good to see you, Michael, and uh, let's do some more sleepovers later. <laughs> that sounds good. Bye, Mom. Bye. Wow. I didn't realize you are my babysitter. <coughs> wow, are you okay, Michael? Just, uh, this is, this is <coughs> a safety thing. <coughs> this is a safety <coughs> horn. Sometimes I have to blow this to get my producer's attention because the microphone's not working. Jimmy, can you hear this? I can't hear it very Just well. Can you, can you do it a couple more times? Is can our, you hear that is back it, there? Is it, can you do it closer to her? I think her mic is off. His mic, excuse me. Yeah, Mike's. I think Mike's mic Mike's is broken. Mike? I don't know. Something's wrong with Mike's mic. But what's the deal? Is the next guest here yet? Do we have anybody uh, uh, online yep. yet? Ollie's, we, Ollie's ready. The king himself. Literally the king of all transitioning. A guy that's not just a member of gays uh, against groomers, but he's also a personal friend of mine. He's a writer. He's an activist who's gained tons of uh, recognition for his criticism of the transgender movement. His new book, Detransition, a memoir, offers a personal account of his journey from identifying as transgender to detransitioning and the societal personal challenges he faced along the way. Ollie, welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. Hey, Michael Jackson has been resurrected from the dead for tonight. Wow, well done, Alex. Michael, say hi to Ollie, please. I don't hear Ollie. Oh, you don't hear Ollie. Okay, so we have something. Uh, we have another technical. We have another technical difficulty. Michael here, stand up. And I have technical difficulties too, Ollie. So I want her to be able to see you. Let's see if your mic pack is on, Ollie. You know, we probably should do this before the show, but what about now, Ollie? Say something. Can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear him, Michael? I can hear him. Yeah. I can oh, hear him. You can hear him. Oh my gosh, you can hear you, Ollie. You're with Michael Jackson. Hi, Ollie. <laughs> Okay, Ollie, so you're not just a personal friend of mine. You are on the front lines of this culture war, and your story was incredibly compelling because you're one of the few people to go and speak out that detransition. And now this is a, an issue that's facing a lot of people, a lot of young people that made a decision to get you know, either gender reassignment surgery or start taking hormones. So basically, have you seen a change at all from your uh, activism? 
Yeah, absolutely. So when I first um, came out and started talking about my detransition, no, I really did it because I wanted to help other people. And then, Alex, you know, I saw what was going on in America, and it really is insanity at this point with all of these kids being uh, attacked and bullied for detransitioning. You've got Chloe Cole, you've got uh, Kat Kattinson. When they detransition and speak about it, they get vilified, they get attacked. So I started speaking up and defending these people and also trying to make the online world a safer space for these detransitions to speak. Because you know what we're seeing, Alex, is these trans activists that are, you know, you saw it the other day, they actually yeah. physically assaulted you, which was horrifying. Uh, they're doing threats of violence. They're attacking people online. And, you know, I saw that happening. And I was like, I need to speak up for these kids because they don't have a voice right now. So I got to ask you, Ollie, I'm sure the decision to trans uh, transition when you first made that was incredibly hard. But was it hard to detransition? Because did you feel like, hey, I made this decision to transition. I should stay in it so I don't seem, you know, like I'm, you know, changing my mind. I, I'm saying, did you feel pressure to stay in that transition? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have so much pressure because I was thinking, you know, if I decide to announce that I'm detransitioning, what's their response going to be? Am I going to get hate? Am I going to get backlash? And, you know, I'm kind of used to all this hate from all the, you know, the K-pop fans. They've been sending me loads of hate when I do K-pop music and stuff. But, you know, I'm kind of used to that. But I wasn't sure what the response would be. And, you know, I started sharing and talking about it. And I literally got so many personal attacks. They've been trying to cancel my book. They try to cancel everything. I get shadow banned all the time. I was even censored twice on Twitter yesterday. So these people really target me. And, you know, for me, I'm an adult. I can take take it. But I just feel so sorry for these kids and these women. You know, women yeah. are getting violently attacked. You got violently attacked. This is so unacceptable. And this weekend's going to be crazy with all the, uh, you know, planned vengeance or whatever they're saying. But, you know, really, Ollie, though, that's a little insensitive. You talk about K-pop in front of the king of pop. So, Michael, what do you think? Ollie's a, a K-pop stan, as they say. I don't know if Ollie loves K-pop anymore, but they're incredibly, uh, you know, popular. What oh, do you yes. think about the K-pop movement? Yes, uh, well, I think that K-pop is actually copying me. I feel like they just got a lot of uh, what, they, what they do from me, and I don't really appreciate that. I feel like a lot of people copy me nowadays because they, they think I'm dead. They think I'm dead. She's alive. She's been hiding at Epstein's Island, Ollie. Okay, so tell me this, Ollie. What, when we talk about the transition of children, when I ask and I go to the trans rights, I say, what rights don't you have? They can't name a right, but when I talk to them, they say that they're limiting, that there's legislation limiting the options that children have in order to get gender reassignment surgery. So it's like... Is that really a threat? I mean, what, what, what rights doesn't a trans person have is my question. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, trans people seem to have more rights than anyone because they, you know, they are taking over women's rights. They're taking away children's rights and parents' rights. So almost it's like they've got superior rights. It's like if, you know, if they can't do what they want, they go crazy. They start attacking people and taking away the rights of others. So you know, when they're saying they haven't got any rights, like, first of all, we're all human beings. We've all got the exact same rights. And secondly, you know, they try to use this movement to try and take away the rights of others, which is just so, so crazy. Yeah. And, and you know how they say, like, uh, there's people like Larry Elder, they call them a, a, a black white supremacist. So what do they what do they call you? You know, uh, they call you a, a gay, anti-gay. I mean, what, what is their what is their black white supremacist for what you do, Ollie? You know, they like to call everyone a Nazi. So they call women a Nazi that... Are... They call you a Nazi? Ollie, they call you a Nazi? Shut up! Of all people. <laughs> I mean, you know me, I'm like, we've met and stuff. You know, I'm so chill, I'm so nice. I'm trying to make the world a better place. And they literally call me a Nazi. They compare me to 
But all but to, to be fair, you literally want to transition to to be look Korean like I'm. So you like all races? I'm just saying. Wow, that that's a really mislabel, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure Michael knows all about that. Yes, 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 Michael. You so tell us. So, so this is an image of of one of Ollie's facial procedures. I think this is the feminization procedure. So, Michael, do you sympathize? What is it like to get the you know reconstructive facial surgery? Well, I all I can say is I just wish I was born in your generation because if I when I transitioned to being white, I had so much hate. They really did hate head. you for transitioning so to hate. white. Did you feel, did you get any of that type of hate for transitioning into a different race? You know, Michael, I got so much hate, but I was actually inspired by you when I saw your beautiful plastic oh. your, your nose. Oh. I was actually inspired to look like you. What? Oh my God, Michael! Ollie, this is why I love Ollie. And you know, Ollie, you know, you're also a great guy. You have a, a good sense of humor. So how do you laugh in these dark times? Because it's easy to get blackpilled and feel so negative. How do you stay positive and chipper? Especially because I know you have trolls. I have trolls that hate, you know, that, you know, hate online. And I ignore them. But what do you do? Well, you know, I tend to just go online and look at you and Don Tarius and all the crazy things <laughs> you get up to and going to see that big booty Latina AOC. <laughs> Whenever you need a good laugh, there's people like you in the world that are providing comedy. They're providing kind of comic relief while educating people at the same time. So you know, I've got that. I can always watch Michael's amazing videos as well if I ever need a good laugh. OK, Aww. I know that is so Aww. sweet. So Ollie, tell us about your book and, uh, uh, you know, give us like what is the synopsis of it? The cliff notes, we like to call it. Right. So my book is called Gender Madness. And it's basically it's half of the book is talking about my personal journey, how I got where I was, because I want people to understand how I changed myself and why I changed myself, how I got there. The second half of the book is talking about gender ideology. It's talking about different state laws, what's going on right now. I've also referenced a lot of studies, you know, studies that are countering the uh, the issue of, you know, doctors trying to say that kids should transition. You know, 83 percent of boys grow out of it you know so they shouldn't be transitioned as a teen and many of these kids there's also a big correlation with autism with depression yes. suicidal tendencies so these people are being wrongly diagnosed so i'm talking about all of that i'm also talking about the huge influence tiktok and social media is playing in uh, pushing these kids to transition and um, also the radicalization of the lgbt movement because LGBT is meant to be about inclusive, inclusivity, love, equality, but it's really been hijacked. And, you know, I'm an ambassador for Gays Against Groomers and we're fighting against that ideology. So my book is covering all these issues and it's really trying to expose what is going on right now, telling parents how, how they can help save their children and also talking about the issues in society that we all need to tackle together. Wow. I mean, those are a, a lot of deep topics, but... You know, when you really talk about the trans movement, it's, it's become such a cultural war issue. And then you see this shooter. So do you sadly, do you think there's going to be more trans violence from the trans community? You know, absolutely. And when I heard initially about the Nashville shooting, my instinct was to think this is going to be a transgender shooter. Wow. So I'll tell you why, because uh, there's been so much rhetoric from the trans community since Tennessee passed the law banning the drag shows, you know, trying to protect kids and also banning the gender affirming care. These activist groups, even the big LGBT organizations, Alex, were calling for um, retaliation. So I could see this coming. So the moment I heard Nashville Christian school, I automatically knew this was going to be a transgender radical. And there's now been four mass shootings by transgender people and non-binary people. There's Colorado Springs, uh, Aberdeen, Maryland, 
uh, Denver shooting as well. So we're seeing this increasing a lot unless something is done to tackle this ideology. You know, and many of these um, LGBT organizations actually keep calling for violence, you know, like this wow. trans day of vengeance. It's just insane. So tell me this. So, Ollie, you know, I know you're in incredibly great shape. You're a fitness person. Uh, and this is what I always say. For depression, I think the best cure would be exercise and diet. So were you exercising a lot? Were you physically fit when you were going through your transition? And did that help you at all? Or were you on a bunch of antidepressants? Like, what was your mental state like going through that? Yeah, so when I was actually trans, my mental state was terrible. And really, I was just doing surgery as an escapism, you know, to try and deal with past traumas. Um, but, you know, what happened when I detransitioned, I started going to church, but also I started going to the gym every single day. I work out three hours a day. And I think exercise, getting fresh air, going outdoors can really help someone with their detransition because a lot of it is mental health, Alex. You know, most of these people that are being diagnosed with gender dysphoria have a mental health condition. So we need to improve that mental health. Uh, therapy is great. I've been doing that. And um, exercising and working out is the most amazing thing to release that serotonin. And, you know, for all these crazy trans activists like the ones attacking you, get them on the treadmill, Alex. Take out their anger on that treadmill. Half of them need to do it. You know, you look at the state of them. Get on that treadmill, activists. I agree. I feel like that's the only thing that really actually helps your mental health is when you get that blood flowing and you got the hormones that, you know, create happiness, the dopamine, all that stuff that physical exercise brings out. Those are the things that I feel like we're not recommending to children. We're not recommending to people that are suffering from depression. So I, I like to hear that it really changed your whole trajectory with your detransition. So, Ollie, before you go real quick, you know, I know we brought on uh, MJ and I know you're fighting in this culture war, but but I actually want to want to ask you. What do you think about these athletes, these guy athletes? You know, they transition and then they get to go compete against a woman like Leah Thomas. You know, how is that fair? And I know you're going to say it's not, but but how do we stop that, in your opinion, and let biological women compete with biological women? Well, you know, if you're a mediocre male sports player and you've always wanted to win a prize, what better way than just to say that you're a woman and suddenly wake up one day and say, oh, I'm taking hormones and then suddenly you can enter a women's competition and win first place so you know these men they just want to win a prize leah thomas was ranking uh 539 <laughs> in the men's race suddenly became number one so you know, these people they just want to win a prize and it's so unfair to women that have spent their whole lives preparing to compete like people like riley Gaines that had her dreams crushed and stolen by a big man this guy's huge he's six foot three he's yeah. got the muscles he's basically he's also been exposed for some weird fetishes uh on instagram as well leah thomas um so you know this is completely unfair that men have a distinct biological advantage um even studies have shown that after taking hormones for one to two years uh, men still have a significant advantage. So it's really unfair. But hey, if you're a mediocre man and you want to win a prize, that's the thing to do right now, I guess. Okay, last question. And this one's a tough question. And this is a personal question. You see Dylan Mulvaney says nobody's in their DMs. So what what is what was dating like when you were trans and then after? Has it, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's tough to date whether you're just a cis, you know, heterosexual male, cis woman. So I'm sure, you know, it's not easy as a trans or a detransitioner. So kind of tell us about your love life. Yeah, well, I can definitely see why there's no one in Dylan's DMs. I mean, who would honestly <laughs> pop in their DMs? Like, who is interested in someone that pretends to be a girl, someone that goes on about their Barbie pouch, and a man that uses tampons? I mean, come on, that's got to be a blatant red flag. Imagine seeing Dylan on Tinder. You know, it'd be an instant swipe left. Um, so, you know, when you're trans, it is a little bit more difficult dating. You know, it's hard to find people. 
Um, but some, you know, some men see trans as a fetish. They kind of go for that and stuff. Um, but, you know, when you're trans, it is difficult dating. And, um, you know, I I haven't dated for a while because I'm just so focused right now on my activism on trying to help people. And, you know, I really don't have time for that. I had a cardboard cutout of a K-pop star before. Maybe I'll get one of MJ. That's all I need in my life right now, Alex. That's all you need, Ollie. And I know that the right person's out there for you. And listen, you're doing such great work. Well, you got to, you know, you have to harness that energy on what you're passionate about. And, you know, you're you're taking care of business. You will find love on that journey. So anything you want to say to Michael before you go or anything, Michael, you want to say to Ollie? You know, maybe me and Michael should go on a date. Oh, what about that, Michael? We just set you up. I haven't gone on a date Michael? 20 years. Is that a yes? Yes, I haven't gone. That's a yes! All right, Ollie, I'll give you all of Michael, I'll give you all your information. Oh my gosh, I think we just made a love match. This is the love blimp. You've heard of the love boat? Welcome to the love blimp, Michael. All right, Ollie, we love you. I'll see you. Talk to you soon, my friend. Keep up the good work. Guys, see you, Michael. All right, guys. Well, that was the fabulous Ollie London, probably the biggest voice when it comes to the detransition movement. So it's an honor to have him on a detransition-focused episode. But guys, remember, if you want to buy the most pimp merch, make sure to go to pimponablimpshop.com. We got the best shirts, sweaters, hats, mugs, stickers, you name it, we got it. Tell everyone you love Big Booty Latinas or just tell them that you're a fan of Primetime 99 Alex Stein. You might get fired from work, but guess what? You know what? It doesn't matter because we don't want you to work. We just want you to watch this show. So if you're unemployed, maybe you can watch it for a little bit longer. So like I said, Get some merch. If you use the code BLIMP10, you're going to get 10% off. So what do you think about that, Michael? Are you going to go buy any of my merch? I know you're a multi-multi-millionaire. Oh, I think it needs a little bling. Little it, bedazzle. It, it does need... You know, I might, I might buy some of those little blings to put on, the little... Uh, what are they called? The yeah, bedazzled. Yeah, some diamonds to put on. Ooh, Michael's going to bedazzle it. I think you guys should do that, too, if you get this. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to show you this. I don't know if you've ever seen this, Michael, but, you know, oh. yeah, in honor of detransitioning, we just want to show, I just want to, you know, we got to have a wide shot, though. Uh, uh, so let's go wide real quick. And this is honor. This is in honor of all the detransitioners tonight. We take off the mask and we slam it. <laughs> It is time to live in your proper gender identity. So if you got a penis or you got a vagina, just keep it. All right. So with that being said, uh, I think we have our next guest is on. Oh, he's not on yet, but he's on the way. So stay tuned. But Michael, what do you like that? Do you like the symbolism of breaking and taking off the mask and living your true self? Uh, um, uh, I, I, I don't really believe in living your true self. That's true. Here, Michael, you seem stressed. Lie down here, Michael. Let's just lie down a little. And there's a... Just look up there, Michael, because I've always wanted to, like, let's just lie down and, and close your eyes. This is, this is reminding me of the time we took a nap when I was a little boy. Oh. You, you held me so close in your arms, and I remember I could smell your breath. It smelled like pad thai. I think we need to be closer right now. Yeah, we do need to be closer here. Let me get a little closer to you. Wow, Michael. Michael Jackson and I are finally sleeping together again. Uh, Michael! Oh my gosh, Mikey! This is my memories! Okay, is our next guest ready yet? Is our next guest ready? Is our next guest. Levi's, so I'm not feeling.
good. No, he didn't. He didn't. He, he was just. He was just. Uh, I didn't ejaculate. Really I didn't. It was just a pre-ejaculation. Really it wasn't a post. It was a pre. It was not a post-ejaculation. So, woo, Michael, this has been a crazy show already. It's bringing back memories. It's bringing back a little PTSD. That, I don't think that was really good for my PR. No, no, I think that was good. I, I think know. that. I, I think that. I think we're doing a lot of good stuff for your PR, but I don't know if this. I feel like this is broken. I don't even know if this works, but oh, and I don't know if you know this, but are you a fan of Phantom of the Opera? Oh, I never watch. I never watch a movie, but I, I know all the songs. Well, this is this is this is my eighth grade field trip. I went to Phantom of the Opera, and Chad, oh, it's another one of our hosts, yeah, he oh. broke that. And so you know what I say to that, Chad? Break ah! it in! We're gonna break more ah! crap! Yes, ah! Michael! Yes, Michael! Honestly, uh, um. Let's let's be real, Michael. I know that you have a lot of pain, okay? And I have oh, the perfect. Yes. Oh, I have oh, the perfect. You can't bring that around me. To take oh, the pain away. No. We uh, listen. And no, you know that uh, I, I forget what was the uh, drug that you supposedly uh, uh, died of. It wasn't fentanyl, I don't think. Actually, I think it was fentanyl. And it wasn't a drug. I was murdered. You were murdered. The feds. Yes. The feds. You were murdered by the feds. But I believe they gave you propofol, one of the strongest uh, sedatives on market. But we have unlimited sedatives here. We got, we got as much as you want. So if you just need, if you're feeling a little pain later, you just kind of get this. Oh. You just kind of get it, and you just we, we we have a very buffet policy. You just kind of stick it, the nose in there, and you're ready to go. So if you need a little, just oh. to. Oh, don't do too much, Michael. Don't don't do. We don't want anything bad to happen, Michael. Michael, slow down. All right, all right. <laughs> Whoa, Michael, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm feeling hot. You need to lie down for a second before we bring our guests on. Oh man, sometimes you just gotta take the edge off, you know, and just kind of relax. Just, oh man, feel that, feel, when you feel that dragon pulse through your veins, it feels real good, doesn't it, Mike? Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, good. All right. Oh. Oh, man, what a show, all right? But we have our next guest. He's a young political commentator and activist known for his conservative views and outspoken opinions on political issues. He's the host of the PragerU show, The Wrap Up. Please welcome on. CJ Pearson! CJ, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. It's a pimp with a blunt. How are you, my friend? I'm good, CJ. I'm doing a little better, but we also have the one and only Michael Jackson. He's been hiding on Epstein's Island, so I definitely want you to say hey, hey, hey to Michael. How are you, Michael? Good to see you again. Hey, so hey. did you know this, CJ, that Michael was actually innocent and was never, uh, there was never, ever any evidence of having child pornography? There wasn't, there wasn't. And that, that Michael actually only paid one child sexual settlement. And in the documentary, uh, there was a, a, a little documentary called Leaving Neverland. That was actually exposed. Was Wade fake. Robertson and James Safechuck, both of them had uh, stories with lies in it. One of them said they were molested in a train station, and the train station hadn't even been built the year that he met Michael Jackson. So what do you think about Michael Jackson's innocence, CJ? You know, I've got to say, Michael Jackson is a legend, and and much, yes. and should I say, living legend, because he is right there with you today. God yeah. bless him. Yes, he is a living legend, CJ. And do you think Michael Jackson today would be a MAGA head? Because he was the first person to say that the news is fake. So what do you think about that, CJ? Yeah, I think he, I think he paved the way uh, for other icons like President Trump, who have you know who aren't free to call out the fake news media. And I think Michael Jackson would absolutely be a MAGA hat-wearing patriot, no doubt. Let's say China. I love that. Can you imagine if you just, would you put on a, we don't even have a MAGA hat. Jimmy, do we have a MAGA hat? We could put, Michael could put on a MAGA hat right now. <laughs> do you, no, you destroyed that too. Oh yeah, do you like, so do you like Donald Trump, Mike? Me? Yes. Oh, I, I, uh, 
he did as long as he replaced Obama. Wrong. Yeah. What? You don't like so so? What are you about that, CJ? Do you think Barack Obama's married to a boy named Michael secretly? <laughs> That's me. Not you, Michael. I, I, Different I Michael. You know, I can't speculate. What do What do you think, Alex? Well, you know, to be honest, uh, Michelle Obama is the most beautiful first lady we've ever had, but she also does look like a defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. So I don't know. It's kind of hard. I don't know if she's the first lady or if she's supposed to be a cornerback. You know, I don't know. She's just built so large and in charge. But what, what CJ? What do you say that? What do twenty twenty three? You can be whatever you want to be. So you know. that, that's true. And you know what? You aren't. You're not black because you didn't vote for Joe Biden. So what do you say about that, CJ? That Joe Biden gets to decide your skin color. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely absurd, but it but it tracks, you know, for the left. These are people <laughs> who genuinely think that they own black people. And of course, leave it to Joe Biden, who is on record saying the N-word more times than a 21 Savage song, um, to decide that he can tell me if I am black or not. So yeah, that's the world we live in. So what do you think about old Kamala Harris, too? I mean, she's now uh, uh, the most multicultural, uh, whatever, vice president in the world. Did she get picked? Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, like like Michael Jackson, you know, she she just I guess, you know, well, I guess it's the reverse. You know, she she embraced blackness, you know, later in life and, and he kind of left it behind. But the, the fact of the matter when it comes to Kamala is that other than that laugh that truly does keep me up at night and give me nightmares, I think that she has been the greatest textbook example of why affirmative action is just absolutely the worst thing to ever happen to America. I think, you know, it, it's so interesting. I think we always, you know, get so happy, you know, in the black community when we have people like Barack Obama get elected and Kamala Harris get elected, but yet they end up setting our community like 500 steps back. You know, we probably won't get another black vice president for another 200 years. And I was really gunning for the job, Alex. So yeah, no, CJ, you can still get it, dude. I think the Trump or DeSantis would be lucky to have you. So what do you think about all of this, uh, uh, the shooter being trans and now the, you know, this is uh, trans uh, transition awareness week, I believe is, is the proper term. So now on the show this week, we're kind of doing a detransition awareness week. So what do you think about that? And uh, basically the, uh, uh, where it comes from in your opinion? No, you know, I think it's disgusting. Well, it comes from mental illness, uh, you know, to be quite frank, but I think it's also disgusting in the way in which people are refusing in the media to call this what it was, a blatant hate crime. You have a person who is transgender who targeted a Christian school, the Covenant School in, in Nashville, uh, intentionally killed those people because of their faith. Now, if the roles were reversed, people would be screaming and shouting for the mountaintops that this was a Christian hate crime and Christians are waging war on diverse communities and all of these things. But yet, now that the shoe is on the other foot, uh, it's all a problem to say that. But I've got to tell you, you know, at the end of the day, this is what happens when we affirm mental illness and don't actually treat it. Uh, and, I, and it's, again, the fact that Christians have no one um, speaking out against them, other than people on our side, other than conservatives like you and I, is absurd, but again, speaks to the double standard of this entire issue. Well, Michael, is there anything you'd like to, uh, I don't know if you have anything you'd like to tell uh, CJ, but, uh, you know, while we have him on, is there anything you'd like to express to CJ, Michael? Oh, there's, there's not much, but... But I, I know how you feel. A lot of people tell me I, I'm not black either, so I get it. I appreciate it, Michael. I get, I, I get that a lot, too, from, you know, random people on the Internet. Well, and TJ, are you in Los Angeles? Is Because I know you're with PragerU, so you're in L.A. Yeah. So you're in the belly of the beast, dude. L.A., I was there uh, not that long ago. It looked like hell. So what is it like living there? I know there's nice parts. Of course, there's beautiful parts where the celebrities are at and the people that have 5000 bucks a month to pay for rent. So I'm saying, tell us about the uh, uh, scene in Los Angeles at the moment. 
Yeah, you know, b- being in the belly of the beast, you know, I always joke around. It, it remind, it's a great place to be if you want to be reminded about why we fight so hard, right? You know, I think everywhere you go, and you saw it probably when you were here, you see homeless encampments everywhere. You see crime. You see poverty. It, it truly provides a window into the world in which progressives and those on the left are trying to make America. It's their idea of utopia. And, you know, coming from the South and Alabama and, you know, going to school at Alabama and, and being from Georgia, it's definitely a different world. Uh, I will say the the weather's good, you know, a lot less humidity. Hey, CJ, everybody knows the weather's good in LA. Did you just say that you're an Alabama Crimson Tide? Yeah, I am, yeah. Well, I'm an LSU Tiger. What the fuck? I don't ever let any fucking Alabama hillbillies. What are you, are you banging your sister too? Jimmy, why didn't you check out that he went to freaking Alabama, my school's biggest rival, Jimmy? What the fuck, man? I, 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 did, I didn't think he could I can't hear you if you're talking on the show. Maybe my mic's broken. I don't I didn't fucking think know. He, but why would you have a fucking tied mother effer on the show? Well, I didn't think he went to Alabama because he can read. Oh my God! Uh, Shut up, Jimmy. All right, go back to CJ. Go back to CJ. I don't want to see you anymore. I'm so sick of your freaking ass, dude. He and listen to this, CJ. He messed up the guest yesterday. He messed up the guest's name. So the guest is on the air, and underneath his name is misspelled. So what do you think about that, CJ? What do you think about having a producer that doesn't know how to spell their guest's names correctly? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know, man. Apparently, he's making jokes about my literacy. Maybe he went to the University of Alabama Community College. It seems he may not have been able to get into the esteemed University of Alabama. I don't know. What'd you say? I can't hear I shit. Said, I, well, okay. He said, <laughs> what did he, he say? I can hear now. Oh, Jimmy. no, he you actually, broke my mic pack. You unplugged it while I was sitting here somehow, didn't you? Uh, Alex, you, you, he actually set you up for the joke. He said he probably went to Alabama Community College. And CJ, I actually went to Princeton, so I have no excuses. Yeah, he did. Gotta be shut up about fucking Princeton. <laughs> Get his ass off the fucking shit. God, Brandon, replace Jimmy right now. Replace Jimmy right now, Brandon. Replace Jimmy right now. No, replace Jimmy. Get up, Jimmy. Brandon, sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. All right. Now let's back, get back to CJ. Yeah, Brandon, thank you. All right, CJ, before you go, tell us how we can find you and how we can best support you. Yeah, you guys, we'll definitely be sure to check out my new show, The Wrap Up, a great weekly news show here at PragerU. And you can follow me on Twitter at DCJ Pearson. And then if you fast forward to next year, you can see us win another national championship at the University of Alabama. What? No! haunts my nightmare cj i hate you nick saban but i love you cj and honestly i feel coach and coach o haunts every young blonde woman's nightmares hey listen coach o is a man a coxman cock strong god bless coach o i miss coach o now we got that notre dame guy what is his name i don't even know his name yeah he sucks okay all right well i love you cj even though you are a crimson tide uh alabamian I still love you, CJ. And if you need a producer, we just fired. I just fired Jimmy. He's actually, he's not good at all. He's terrible. So if you want to have uh, just a producer that just causes as much uh, problems as possible. We, we we have one of those here at PragerU named Producer Cam, but I, he could work with him. Okay, yeah. Him and Cam sound like they would be peas in a pod. All right, CJ, thank you for coming on. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Oh, say goodbye, Michael. Do you want to say anything? Bye. Bye. Have a nice day. Have a nice Bye, day. Michael. Hi, CJ. All right, guys. Now, this has been a heck of a show. We fired one producer. We've had Michael Jackson realize that we slept together as a young child. Oh, no, no, no. Well, we did that. Uh, uh, that's we taken did. out of context. That's what? what? Not, 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 excuse me? It's weird, Mr. 
still using your mother? Right? Yes, yes, yes. This is, this is health services. Did you call? No, we called you like two weeks ago when you took my mother's consciousness and you were trying to hot to hold her hostage with Bitcoin. Now are we? Yes, now we have yes, Indonesia back. The sex robot. The sex robot. No sex robot. My mom is not a sex robot. She's just a regular robot that has a vi vaginal canal that I could stick my wiener in if I wanted to, oh. but I don't because that's very nice words, but oh. happens to be wrong. What did you say, mom? Is that the king of pop? Yes, Michael Jackson! Hey, you're back from Epstein's Island. Good yes, to see you, yes. Mr. Jackson. Yes, it was a wild, it was a wild ride to get back here. I had to sail on a boat to get back to America, but I just decided to stay dead. I didn't want any of the media to slander me anymore. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. Big fan, big fan. Oh. Okay, so wait, wait. We were just talking to my mom. Now my mom's gone. What the hell is going on? Have you hijacked my mother's consciousness once again? Did you not update your browser settings? I'm not even sure I know how to do that. Uh, well, sir, this is why we keep hacking you. Now you must send us five Bitcoin. Ah! Leave me alone! Yes, please, please, manager! Please manager! Please supervisor! Please hold. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, we're going to get back to the supervisor oh. here in a little bit. But guys, make sure if you're enjoying the show, Subscribe to Primetime with Alex Stein on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your audio-only podcast. And when you do, make sure to leave a review because I read every single review. And if you got a message for me, spit it out, chum. I got it. You can be mean or you can be nice. And then when you download it, just say, hey. Say, hey, I downloaded it. Tweet me. I'll retweet you. I got a bunch of Twitter followers. You might even gain some. I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but I need some people to freaking watch and listen to my damn show. So if you can, go leave a review. That would be, uh, you know, very appreciative. Uh, I would be very appreciative of that. All right. So next, MJ, the show must go on. It's been a wild ride. Are we going to destroy some things? <laughs> We're going to destroy some stuff. I see you have something in your hand. No, it's my favorite stress reliever. <laughs> what is that? What does that do? Oh, my God. Wait, we can't have fire on set. Remember I caused all those fires last week? No, this isn't good. We probably shouldn't have... We probably shouldn't have a fire on set, but, but. Can I burn that? Yes, you can burn this. So this is Chad, <laughs> this is Chad Prather's thing. No, uh, this is this is the real Jimmy. Do not burn that. Why? <laughs> you know why we did Why can't we burn stuff? Oh, don't, no, burn it, burn it. Okay, it, we gotta it, burn it. it. Burn, burn it a little, you? just burn it a little, just burn it a little. Just Are you burn. sure? Yeah, yeah, you can just catch it. What if you fire. set on fire? It's okay, I'll, oh. if I catch a fire, it'll go viral. So just hit it, hit it, hit it. Stop, hit drop, it. and roll. Stop hit it with the heat. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Hit it with that gas. Oh, we got, oh, look at this. Look at this, Chad Prather. I'm yeah. on record saying I do not approve this. Uh, well, you know what? Either do I. So this is what we do here. It's always a fire. When you <laughs> it's the blaze. What are you talking about? We have to have fire. I mean, duh. Come on, Glenn Beck wants it. So a little fire is, has a fire. Who do we just burn? I would like to, uh, Chad Prather, I'd like to, uh, one person to show me evidence of a fire ever hurting someone. Yeah. I don't believe it does hurt people. I think Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. No, I'm not wrong, Donald. Fire is a myth created by the government to control us. And listen, I look how able I'm to control this fire. It's very easy. And look, I just kind of lick it. Oh, I burnt my tongue a little. <laughs> I kind of do this a little. This is how we used to put out the, the, you know what, when I was in prison, when we'd smoke fentanyl, we'd put it out with our hands. You went to prison? Oh, yeah, for 11 what was years. That like? Uh, I mean, I accidentally involuntary a manslaughtered somebody <laughs> after a wild night of drinking. But oh. yeah, I really feel bad. He had like uh. seven kids. He was a really nice Christian guy that died. But uh, yeah, I did my time. I paid my dues. So.
What do you think about that? Did you not know that I'm an ex-convict murderer? I didn't. I didn't know that you were. Uh, <laughs> you you're past those days, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They say after you murder somebody that it makes you feel a certain sort of way. Some of you even said that it makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. That's nice. Feels real good. Real have good. you ever? Have you had any thoughts? When you watch doing him, that lately? When you watch him take that last breath, and they go. <laughs> And then the life goes in the back of their head. And that's right when I ejaculate, usually right at that moment. I call that the ejaculation point. All right, so uh, enough about the ejaculation point. Now we're going to welcome on a detransitioner who is the head of Gays Against Groomers, the Arizona chapter. He's also just going viral constantly on Twitter because they're always discussing the medical complications that come from taking these hormones. So please welcome on Matt Ray. Matt, welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It means a lot. Oh, Matt, shut up, dude. You're the one that's doing all the hard work. It's an honor to have you on my platform to even, you know, get the word out. So tell me, what is the, what's the deal with Transition Awareness Week in your opinion, Matt? I really want to sound the alarm on all of this because it's all experimental at best. I truly believe it's the modern day lobotomy. And especially when they're doing this to children, they are castrating children. I have had so many health issues from my transition that didn't even start until eight months of taking hormones and i wouldn't even wish it on my worst enemy you know matt when i look at you right now i, I mean this honestly you look like a guy's guy you don't even look like i mean i'm, I'm serious i mean that you kind of look just like wearing the backwards hat the flannel so i'm telling you you don't seem like a woman at all when you said oh i'm a woman or, or, or you wanted to transition who enabled it um i mean i was born i was born female so i transitioned to male and permanently i mean i've been physically detrans wait so you're still a man so you're born a woman matt and you're still a man you look like a hell of a man i thought you were born a man no i was i was born you're a woman shut up what the hell hormones did you take i want to take some of that stuff you got a better jawline than me michael tell me matt doesn't look like a handsome young man i'm not just saying oh, that yes, he's a good little boy matt i thought you were a detransition <laughs> so you transitioned and now you're alarming the because now so wow i didn't realize it so you stayed in your transition well that's brilliant so and, and this is the one thing i say i'm not transphobic i'm not homophobic if you're an adult and you want to transition go ahead so so tell us what, what are you most passionate about when it comes to this is it because of the grooming of the children all of it yeah and i mean where i've had these health issues from where i took testosterone i went through my process as an adult i was 26 when i started medicalization and if i've had all these issues what on earth is it doing to children and these adults who think that children can consent to this i dread to think what else they think these kids can consent to because it is a very mature decision to make, and it comes with a lot of risks. I've, I've learned the hard way with that myself. And uh, despite the fact I've been detransitioning for six months now, I haven't had any testosterone since, I still look male, and I'm going to look male for the rest of my life. There's nothing I can do about that. So I'm going through a bit of an issue where I've physically stopped transitioning, but the social detransition I'm struggling with because you even thought that I was a trans woman. I thought you were a trans woman. Yes, Matt, you look like a woman. I mean, you look like a man, I swear. It, it, it's very confusing, and I didn't mean that disrespectful. I hope that. I'm just oh, saying, no. uh, you, you really do. I don't think you could ever look like a woman again, honestly. So it's crazy that they tell these young children that it's not permanent or that it's irreversible. Exactly. Why do they do that? It's pure evil. It's pure evil, and uh, I'm at the point where we need to hold all of these 
people accountable. That's the therapists, that's the surgeons, the teachers who are pushing it as well. All these people need to be held accountable because they belong behind bars. These people are criminals. To do this to children is so evil and I can't change what I did to myself, but the way I can live with it is by being a voice for the kids and protecting them from going down the same path. So we want to pull up this tweet that's gone uh, mega viral. And, and have you been suspended from Twitter at all? Because everybody's constantly, you know, in the last week uh, talking about these trans issues have been getting suspended. So tell us about this tweet and, and have you been, uh, you know, victim of censorship? I, I haven't been uh, suspended for that tweet. However, TikTok have deleted my account three times now. Wow. And I've had to keep appealing it. I like to use their um, woke terms on them. Every time they delete me, I send an appeal saying, well, if you delete me, you're transphobic. And they give my account back every time. So you've got to play them at their own game. <laughs> of course, you should use that because this is, <laughs> if they want to be social justice and progressive, they should be progressive to you the most in that, in that sense. So mm. I asked Ollie this too. So I recently was at a, a trans rally where I was assaulted, had you know hot coffee poured on me. But, but one of the questions I had for trans people is what rights does a trans person not have? They have all the same rights. This whole trans rights thing is ridiculous. I, you know, I have the right to get a job. I have the right to live my life. I have the exact same rights as everybody else. And so the thing is, we're living in a society that feeds off of having a victim mentality. And so these people love to play the victim all the time. And we're seeing it so much. And we're also seeing this incredible rise in mental illness with it, too. Well, because we're bringing awareness to uh, detransitioning, we actually have the king of pop himself on, Michael Jackson, who transitioned from black to white. So, Michael, what do you want to say to Matt? I was wondering if you feel like you get a different treatment, treatment now that you've transitioned. Um, no, I've, I've always felt exactly the same. But if anything, because of what these activists are doing, I, you know... I felt a lot of shame because these people are pushing it all in and they try and represent me and they don't. These people don't represent me. And part of my decision to detransition, despite the health issues, was also because of this insanity in the world, because I don't want any connection with it anymore. Wow, Michael, isn't that sad when you see yeah. Matt here? But, but Matt, tell us, it's easy to get blackpilled. Give us something positive. What is something positive you see on the horizon? Because I know Gays Against Groomers is a new group, but it's, it's really caught on like crazy. It's uh, you know spreading all around America and I'm sure around the world. I don't know what other countries it's in, but uh, you know, tell us, give us some hope for the people that are very blackpilled. I'm seeing a lot of positivity. I mean, first of all, there is orgs like Gays Against Groomers and... There's other people who are taking a stand. They're starting to realize that it doesn't matter what these people think. And several states have now burned, uh, sorry, banned gender um, affirming care. So there is a win going on. I mean, the blue states, I feel, will be a lot harder to get to. But there are people fighting. And it's so nice to see the parents who reach out, you know, the ones who are thankful for the stand that is being made for the kids. Because this affects them, like, just as much as it does the children. They're having to know that they're sending their children off to school. And what used to be learning is now turning into pure indoctrination. And it's so heartbreaking to see. So I see that as a positive when the parents see what's being done and to see it being banned. Because, like I said, this is, this is crimes against children. Well, I should have said this with Ollie. I was recently with Ollie in London. Ollie lives in London. But Matt, you're in Arizona. You moved from the UK. And uh, there's a funny joke that Bill Burr said. He said, after staying, after spending two weeks in London and eating the food, now I understand why Gordon Ramsay yells at everybody. Why does the UK have <laughs> such bad food? 
Well, I will say one thing. The UK has a couple of good things. We do have some good things. Not all of it's bad. But most of it, America is just superior. Moving to the US is the best decision I ever made. And the crazy <laughs> thing about it is all these woke people, especially in this country, they do not understand or realize how blessed they are to be in this country. Tell us about America. What's so great about America? Because that, that's another thing is I love America, but I, I feel like America is the one that's leading all this gender reassignment surgery, all this kind of like anti, you know, uh, family. Just it's kind of the, the new world order, for lack of a better world, I, I, lack of a better word. I feel like that's the direction we're going. So say something positive about America. I love hearing a immigrant come here to America and speak positively about it. I love to hear it. Well, the positivity is we've got to remember all of that nastiness is being pushed by a top 1% of people. And uh, especially here in Arizona, there's a lot of patriotism here. And it's so beautiful to see people really actually love their country. You know, in England, people are kind of really ungrateful, but it's because I've learned that England is kind of borderline socialism at this point. But they've got everyone so brainwashed, they don't even realize that they accept it. Um, but here, there are people who really love their country and they they love their first amendment they love their second amendment and it's just so nice to see the passion you know when you when you when you're driving along and you see the flag flying you don't see that in many countries it's the pride that i love so much and also the amazing food you can't you can't see and you know why because this is what i always describe texas texas i live in dallas and people are like why would you want to live in dallas well it's perfect for a fat person because there's a walmart and a cvs <laughs> on every corner and a buffet you know less than a mile away from your house so it's a very good country if you want to come and gain some weight yeah. so tell us this so what about what about the monarchy you see freaking prince andrew with all the kids i mean as an American, I look at the royal family, I'm like, gosh, those guys look like a bunch of perverts. So tell us, what's your opinion of the royal family? I am not a fan of the British royal family. Uh, I actually liked it when you put out your comment on Queen Elizabeth, so. Uh, oh, good, good, because some, some English people got mad. Some people got mad, but. When Elizabeth died, people actually reached out to me saying, I'm so sorry about your queen. And I was like, what do you mean you're sorry? I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, when you look into these people, they're all in it together. It's a big cult. No, it really is. So, so do you get deep into conspiracies, Matt? Like, are you into kind of the new world order and all that stuff? Or are you kind of just more yeah. focused on the trans I mean, community and what you're fighting for? Yeah, but I mean, right now, my main focus is on all the stuff of the children, because it seems to be taking up. It seems to be one of the biggest issues right now, because they're really amplifying it. But yeah, I, I, I've delved into a lot of the conspiracy stuff. But when you actually delve into it, you realize it's not conspiracy at all. You're exactly right. A lot of it is true. So, Michael, what do you want to say to Matt uh, before we let him go? Oh, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I agree. There's a lot of conspiracy theories in America. There's a lot. I know. Uh, one that says you're a pervert, and yes, I don't agree with that. You're not perverted at all. all. That's the worst one of them And all. I just want to say this, Matt. I actually spent a little time with Michael when I was a child, and when we took a nap, there was no funny business whatsoever. It was just a massage. It was yeah. just a very consensual massage to, to completion, just a full completion massage. So, okay, so before you go, Matt, tell us how can the people find you and how can they support you the best? Okay, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram as It's Matt Ray. Uh, TikTok, before they ban me again, is still Matt Ray because they nuked an account, so I came back with vengeance. And then uh, you can also follow us at Gaze Against Groomers. You can go to our website, gazeagainstgroomers.com. And yeah, that's about it. Okay, this is my last question. I asked Ollie this. I keep on bringing Ollie. And you see Dylan Mulvaney, who's probably the most famous transitioner now. <laughs> I know, it's with Joe Biden in the White House. But Dylan Mulvaney said that their DMs are constantly dry. So honestly, tell us, you know, I mean this, what is it, what is it like dating as a trans person? 
I mean, I'm happily married. Married. Oh, I didn't realize that. Congratulations. That's awesome. I'm married. I'm married to Judith. We've met before. I met you at Amfest. Get- I met you there, Matt. What the heck? I don't even remember. What, I mean, dude, come on, man. We should. Did we get a picture? You got to tweet at me. You're a busy guy. No, no, Matt. I should have known all the good work that you're doing. I, and now, now it's it's coming back to me. So you're married. I love that, Matt. That you found love because a lot of people. It doesn't matter if you're cisgender, trans, non-binary, whatever it is. It's hard to find love in this day and age. So I'm happy. We got some good news. Matt was able to find some love. So congratulations. Thank you for coming on the show. And Michael, you want to say goodbye? <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I love it. See you. Bye, Matt. Wow, what a show, Michael. We've really gone through a lot of emotions. It's kind of an emotional roller coaster. Would you yeah, say that? I, I think so, too. Uh, I've been thinking about, I, I don't want to seem like I'm not a patriot because I, I want the FBI and the CIA to to, <laughs> to like me a little bit more. I appreciate all the hard work that they do. I do. I appreciate you guys so much. I love the CIA. I love the FBI. We love, love the FBI and CIA. I love, I love the government. <laughs> I love doctors. I love uh, the pharmaceutical industry. I love all of you. <laughs> wow. He loves doctors and you would not eat. Hollywood. <laughs> you love Hollywood? I love you, Hollywood. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we learned a lot tonight. We learned that Michael is MAGA. We also learned that Michael loves Donald Trump. We lit some stuff on fire, and Jimmy got fired. And I know he's not going to get a job with CJ working for PragerU. So good luck, Jimbo, as we say JVT, excuse me. So let's just kind of recap what happened this evening. We had on some of the most polarizing figures when it comes to the transgender movement. People that transitioned their sex and are now detransitioning. So we like to have fun. We like to joke around here. We got Michael Jackson on set, so it doesn't get any funnier or goofier than that. But I just want to tell you, if you're watching this and you're questioning your gender and you're, you're struggling with what is called gender dysphoria, I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. But cutting off your penis or cutting off your titties will never be the answer. And if you're going to cut off your titties, give them to me. I love titties and I love vagina. And so that's what I'm saying. I mean, Michael, you love vagina too. Is that correct? Just a little bit. Yeah. You like vagina though. You don't like little boys. You love vagina. You were talking about earlier about how you love, you get so much pussy and all this stuff. Why are you not talking like that now? Don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. I'm sorry. I'm being a little ignorant. And Michael's a little different offset. A little, a little, don't be ignorant. I'm sorry. I'm being ignorant. I apologize, Michael. Don't be ignorant. I apologize. And I just want to say thank you so much. You, you were such a good babysitter when, when we when we slept together in that bed. Yeah. Those satin sheets, they were so warm. I, I, I really can't fall asleep without somebody, a, a, a warm body to hang on to. And I was very warm. Do you remember how fat I was as a child? I was one of the fattest babies in Dallas County when I was born. That was my favorite part about you. My childhood obesity. Yes. That's Michael my, loves childhood obesity. You. Yeah, that's and listen, I've been obese my whole entire life. Sadly, I, I'm trying to lose some weight. Do you have any uh, recommendations? Because you stay so fit. How could I lose some weight, Mike? Let your food get moldy, and then you're not gonna want to eat it. That's my biggest weight loss tip. Just let it go bad. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Okay, and then the last thing we always finish the show with one thing, but I want to ask you this. I think that I might have solved this school shooting crisis. I feel like if America was under Sharia law and that women actually became oh. property of their husbands and then less women went to school because under Sharia law, a woman can't go to school, do you think that would prevent school shootings? Oh, yes. I, I think women are the root issue of things. All the school shooters saying that they shot up the school because a woman That's true. rejected them at some point. That's what I'm saying. So either women stop rejecting men 
or just, you know, under Sharia law, stop going to school. You choose, not me. But we end the show, Michael. And this is such an honor that I get to put on a little song and dance for the king of song and dance. So DJ, hit the beat. Yo, yo, it's me and Mike. You know we're feeling right. You know we're drinking Sprite. Michael Jackson dancing all night long. You know I'm wearing a big pink thong. Michael Jackson with the leg kick. Don't cut off your dick. Detransition it. Take it back. Grab that sack. Don't lose that. Keep it in your pants. If you're feeling sad, do a little dance. It's MJ. It's okay to be gay. Don't cut your penis off today. It's okay to be gay. Don't cut your penis off today. It's okay to be gay. Don't cut your penis off today. It's okay to be gay. Don't get a vasectomy. I love you. It's 99. Say goodbye to Michael. Good night.